Hi, welcome to Anime Clans TV. I'm Patrick Delahanty, and on this episode, we're going to talk about privacy policies. I've been promising this episode for probably about a year since GDPR went into effect, and so I'm finally sitting down to cover this topic. And it's a very important topic because privacy is important to all of us. We don't want our information out there, and uh, privacy policy is a statement from an organization that says what they do with our data and uh, how they handle it. And it's really the only way we get to know exactly what they're doing with the data that we provide them. Uh, so we'll start, let's cover what is personal data. Now obviously things like your name, your address, your phone number, email address, uh, that's obviously your personal data. Uh, however, you can be identified if somebody takes other data and pieces it together that might point to you. So for example, if somebody has a t-shirt size, favorite sports team, uh, the gamer screen name, uh, race, sexual orientation, browser cookies, IP address, shoe size, who knows? Uh, they could take some of that data and put it together and eventually figure out, okay, we've narrowed it down. It's this person. It's kind of like a CSI sort of investigation. But uh, that's all considered personal data because it's your information. Even if it's just your shoe size, that's your personal data. Um, and so it's important to have this data covered by a policy uh, by a convention's website and by the convention itself. Now, by law, there may need to be a privacy policy uh, because, uh, for example, the California Online Privacy Act, also known as CalAPA, uh, that requires that organizations have a legal statement available if personal information is collected from any California-based users. No matter where you are, it's extremely likely that a California-based user, like myself, is visiting your convention's website. I run fancons.com I visit literally every convention's website to verify the information. So you've got a California user on your site. Sorry about that. It's probably not just me though, especially if you're in California. <laughs> uh, now some examples in other countries could include uh, Canada's Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act, uh, PIPEDA, -E uh, and Australia's Privacy Act of 1988. However, CalAPA and the European Union's GDPR, uh, I'll talk more on that later, uh, they're so broad and global reaching that uh, most other privacy laws are covered as long as you cover CalAPA and GDPR. Uh, some third party services may actually require you to have a par uh, privacy policy. For example, Google Analytics, which many, many websites, probably most websites use for analytic data of traffic to their sites, see who's coming to visit, see what pages they visit. It's very popular, but if you look at the terms and conditions in Google Analytics, they actually require that you disclose that you use Google Analytics in your own privacy policy. So if you're using Google Analytics, you're legally supposed to have a privacy policy that says you're using Google Analytics. Probably want to put some other stuff in there too, but, uh, and this is just one example. Uh, if you're doing a Facebook app, if you've got uh, Twitter cards, I think needs a privacy policy. Um, look into any third-party services you're using, whether it's Google Analytics or 
uh, some registration service for your convention, um, social media, and see, okay, if I have this on my site, do I have to put something in my privacy policy? Um, and uh, so also it's good to have, just because many users will want to know what you're doing with the data. If you're, uh, if you're collecting data from users, I mean, if I go to your website and I give you some information, I kind of want to know that what you're doing with it and have a sort of guarantee that it's going to be safe. Uh, so the privacy policy is the appropriate place to share that information. Um, if you're running a convention and collecting registration data from attendees, you're collecting names, addresses, phone numbers, emails, payment information, sometimes other personal data such as age, gender, online screen name, that's all personally identifiable information. And so you need to definitely have a privacy policy on your site if you're collecting all this data. Uh, assure people that it's going to be kept private and uh, let people know if you're going to share it with any third parties. Uh, maybe you have a third party ticket seller. Uh, maybe there's a payment processor to process that payment. Let them know what data is being shared and who is it being shared to. Uh, let them know who has access to that data. Is it all of your staff? Is it shared with the treasurer? Is it shared with marketing staff or registration staff? I mean, obviously the registration staff, they're gonna see the names in the computer that people have registered. So let people know who has access to it. And uh, also state what information may be made public. If you're gonna publish a list of attendees, uh, you have to let them know, hey, your name will be published. Um, if you, even if you have forum usernames, well, they register for an account, that forum username is obviously public. Maybe it prints their age or something else as well, maybe their location. Uh, you want to let them know what information you are giving over to anybody else. Um, now, I mentioned earlier GDPR. That is um, a privacy policy enacted by the European Union in May of 2018. Uh, the GDPR supersedes the previous policy they had, which was a lot of separate policies. And so this brings all the EU member states under one regulation and it enforces a single personal data protection law. Uh, so GDPR puts guidelines and regulations on how the data is processed, used, stored, and exchanged. Uh, under GDPR, any European citizen can request that their personal data be erased by any organization's servers at any time, and the organization must comply. Unless like law enforcement needs the data, then you can't say, oh no, delete it, because you know, the police have already asked for it. Um, as a loophole though, <laughs> I did discover a loophole, uh, companies can decide how they wish to be notified and what documentation must be provided if you want to remove that data. Um, as a result, some companies are requiring that users must prove their identity before removing the data. So you can't just say, oh, remove you know, everything from you know, this user, Joe Blow. You have to say, okay, here, no, I am Joe Blow. Here's, here's my data. Uh, so because you have to prove your identity, in some cases, you may actually reveal more about yourself than the company knew before. Say, for example, their company's only logging IP addresses and you want to remove your IP from their logs. Well, to do that, you would have to prove that you are the user at that IP. And in doing so, you're gonna tell them not just the IP, but 
your name. So they may just not want to do that. Uh, now, obviously, for something like Facebook, uh, they have a lot of data. So they probably already know who you are. And so having to prove yourself, not a big deal. They already know you. Uh, for, but for smaller companies that are only logging IP and some rather insignificant personal data, this kind of makes it a pain. And it's a way that the companies don't have to go through that. Like, oh, now we got to go through all our logs and remove that IP. Why? <laughs> um, so that's a little loophole, and I haven't heard much about that. But uh, anyway, GDPR also states that authorities must be alerted to a data breach within 72 hours of its discovery. And that's pretty good because you've probably heard that, you know, this company or that company gets hacked and it happened months ago. Well, this puts an end to that and says, no, you have to tell people that you had a data intrusion and do it within three days. Uh, so it's good that they're reducing that time that companies have just uh, gotten away with before. Um, now, you may be wondering, okay, well, I have nothing to do with Europe. Why do I need to worry about GDPR? Well, organizations must comply with GDPR are uh, those that are obviously in the European Union. Um, but if you're not in the European Union um, and you process personal data of European Union citizens, uh, or if you have uh, more than 250 employees, or if you have fewer than 250 employees and you, uh, your practices impact the uh, rights and freedoms of European citizens and include certain types of personal uh, sensitive data, then you need to comply with GDPR. So that's pretty much everyone. <laughs> um, as an example, if you're an anime convention in the US and you've got a single visitor from Ireland on your website, and uh, you've logged their IP address, then you've logged personal data of a European citizen and you have to comply with GDPR. If you're a furry convention in Canada and you have a registration coming in from attendee in France, you definitely have to comply with GDPR because you have their personal identifi uh, identifiable information. Uh, is it likely that a small organization outside European unions ever going to be affected by GDPR? I mean, some convention in Kansas with 500 people, are they going to be affected? Probably not. Uh, however, GDPR coverage is a, rebel, uh, it's a rather simple thing to add to your privacy policy. And uh, it's better to just add the appropriate language now and be covered just in case. Uh, so, you're probably thinking like, oh great, now we have to write a privacy policy and it's complicated, we're going to have to pay the lawyer and they're going to charge us so much an hour and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, it's not as daunting as you might think. Uh, with all the legal requirements from states and countries, drafting a privacy policy that complies uh, with your needs and could stand up to legal scrutiny, it, it might sound daunting, but... Uh, there are services out there that will actually aid in the creation of the privacy policy for you. Uh, my personal favorite is TermsFeed. Uh, I want to note that they are not a sponsor. Uh, I'm just a fan. I'm recommending because I've used them for uh, fancons.com and uh, with companies I've worked with professionally. Uh, when I've needed to draft a privacy policy, I go to TermsFeed. 
and uh, very happy with the results. And the one-time rate they charge is quite reasonable, uh, and it's good for peace of mind just to make sure you're covered. Uh, you can visit their site at termsfeed.com, answer a few questions, customize the policy to your own needs, decide which coverage you need, which you don't, and uh, they'll have the completed policy in no time. You don't have to hire a lawyer. Uh, so in addition to privacy policies, TermsFeed also has options to build terms and conditions, uh, a EULA, the end user license agreement, uh, returned and refund policy, cookies policy, and a uh, disclaimer. So you probably don't need all those, but if you do, they're there as well. Um, now keep in mind, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm not one of those fancy YouTube lawyers running GoFundMes, but uh, none of this should be taken as legal advice. Uh, if you have any legal concerns or doubt of any of the information I've presented, I strongly encourage you to talk to an actual lawyer. Uh, if you're running a convention, you probably have a lawyer already that's looked over your contracts. I hope you have a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Uh, have somebody to look over your contracts. Uh, and if you have any questions about that, uh, the, the privacy policy, uh, run it by your lawyer and say, look, we did this up on TermsFeed. Just give it a glance. Let us know. Thumbs up, thumbs down. How's it go? Anything you want to change? And, you know, then you don't have to have the lawyer draft the whole thing. They'd probably just go to TermsFeed anyway and charge you double. Uh, so, yeah, you can have the lawyer just look it over and let you know if there's anything that needs to be tweaked, especially, you know, for local laws you might have. Uh, but privacy policies are very important. I'd love to see them on more convention websites real soon. There's just not, not enough of them out there. I see so many convention websites and not enough privacy policies. You know, it's just put a little link down at the bottom of your page. Say privacy policy or, you know, on your registration page or something. You don't have to put a big thing. You don't need a big article. Just put a little privacy policy and let people know. Um, if you have questions about this, talk to your lawyer. But you can also email us at podcast at animecons.tv or leave us a voicemail at 762-ADEQUATE. That's 762-233-7828. And uh, not a lawyer, but uh, we can do our best to answer your questions. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments on this episode. And uh, we'll see you next time. I hope this information is useful. Bye.